welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner. I believe in the power of sharing our experiences and knowledge with others, and when we do, we are creating ripples of impact around us. Each week, get ready for intimate personal shares, honest, relatable conversations, aha moments, and so much more. This space was designed to create empowerment, inspiration, community, and provide guidance to elevate those around us. I am so excited to have you here. Get ready and let's start creating ripples. Hello and welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner, and today's guest is... Jordan Zoner. Back. <laughs> He's back, back and for more. He... Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Maybe you're listening. Well, actually, there's no way for you to be listening today because tomorrow will be the 15th. So we are coming at you from the future. Um, we're we're going to start off with some get to know you rapid fire questions for Jordan. So, Jordan, what is one of your weirdest quirks? I think I'm too clean sometimes. Mm, that's a, your weirdest quirk? Well, he, like the dirt and everything always bothers me. Yeah, and he's very, very type A. Uh, we, are, we, are not, we are not the same in that sense, are we? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that would not be my weirdest quirk. What would my weirdest quirk be? You're just goofy in general. Mm, my what do you think? I think my weirdest quirk is my lip-syncing abilities. You know, like it's kind of quirky how great I am at lip syncing songs. Oh, no, no. You have to hand signal every song. That's Oh, I quirky. use my hands for everything. Yeah. yeah if you could see weird. me recording my podcast, I use my hands for all the things that I do. Jordan, what is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Usually let Schmidt out. <laughs> what do you do for yourself? I make some coffee. You do. All right, Jordan, what is the worst job you could have had? You could have. What would be the worst job you you would have? That question doesn't make sense. The worst job I ever had was I was a doorman in college. Why was it the worst job? I thought that you like loved talking to people. That part was fine, but my boss would always just like have the weirdest requests, and there would be like two people in the restaurant, and I'd be like, "Oh, all right, can I go home? It's really slow." And she'd be like, "No, need you. On. Need you to stay here for another few hours." It's like. Making six dollars an hour in college, in college yeah, yeah, and just wanted to leave. Yeah. You just wanted to be out with your friends, right? Yeah. Who is your celebrity crush? Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I could agree with that. What yeah. celebrity annoys you the most? Oh, he's getting his phone out. Oh, I thought you were looking at who it was. No, God, I, you know, I'm not good with celebrities. Who annoys me the most? Maybe you don't have one. That's okay. <laughs> What's your go-to beverage? Bubbly. What is your favorite book growing up? Holes. Holes. What did you like about the movie Holes? What did it teach you? Or the book Holes? Um, to be persistent. Oh, that's a really I probably good... read that book like three times. That's a really like, good takeaway. Yeah. How, do you apply that with your life now? No. <laughs> I don't think back about the book holes. Well, no, but do you think it taught you something that you've held on to today? Sure. Okay. So 
my last like rapid fire question. By the way, dog, our dog Schmidt is hanging out with us. I last time my friend Jack was listening, and he thought that he had a dog in his house because he could hear Schmidt. So I'll just tell everyone there is a dog here on our end. Whining. Whining. Um, okay, so the last few rapid fire questions. What is your biggest fear in life? Being broke, I think. That's your or, biggest fear in life? Yeah, being like not able to provide for my family. Um, and yeah, not being able to do what we want, I think. Hmm. That's a really me. deep fear. Yeah. Why uh, do you think being that is? Fin- being not financially sound, I think, is one of my biggest fears. Okay, what other fears do you have? If I were, or if anyone in our family were to get, like, terminally ill. Yeah. Or one of my biggest fears, too, is being, um, what am I trying to say? Being convicted of a crime you didn't commit. Oh, yeah, you said that the last (laughs) time on the podcast. I do think, though, I have, like, a fear of when you go into the doctor. Okay, for instance, I'm going to the doctor this week for these massive headaches that I've been having. I'm scared for you. And I took to Google, which do not recommend, took to Google we all do. and start Googling it and did not get the answers that I wanted to get. And so now I'm more freaked out. And so I'm always like fearful when I go to the doctor that I'm going to go and I'm going to receive news that I wasn't ready for. But on the back half of that, I do feel like I have solid support system we have a good faith, so like if something like that happened, but that is that is like a fear that I feel like in the back of my head. Yeah. Do you feel any fear around, like do you have any desire to, like for me, I love doing this podcast and this brought up a lot of fear for me to be able to start something from the ground up, really get vulnerable and like share like my stories and secrets and all these things with all these people that I don't know and that brought up a lot of fear for me do you have fear in your life around things that you want to achieve or things that you want to do but fear is holding you back from going after them no I you know I think with that comes change and change is always scary so that brings a lot of fear I can't think of anything off the top of my head is there something that like you really want to do that you're not doing that maybe you don't even realize you're not doing because of fear I don't think so. No. What like not what's that. like a dream of yours that you want to go after, but it's not happening because <laughs> of fear? Or why aren't you doing it? I don't I don't know. I don't really have any big dreams like that. Really? Yeah. I just you know, want to just be a family man and and um, grow within the company I'm at and that's kind of my dreams. Really? Yeah. What if I told you there were no restrictions and your dream could be anything that you wanted to be? What would it be? Well, it'd be awesome if I was on like the PGA Tour or something, <laughs> but that dream is not going to happen. I'd have to go out and golf eight to ten hours a day. Mm. <laughs> so there's no fear in your life around going after things that you want to achieve. You feel good about where you're at. Yeah, no doubt. Do you have any desires to do more or... To do different things that you're not already doing? I uh, don't think so. I mean, that's a great question, which I'm totally unprepared for. But off the top of my head, if just rapid fire, no. What would you say to somebody listening that does have dreams that they want to go after and they're not doing it? What advice would you give them? 
Well, I would say if you have any sort of dream, don't stop trying to achieve that dream. I was reading this quote that this guy and his wife were starting a family and he was basically like, I'm paraphrasing, but um, do, don't, you know, when we have kids, it's not going to stop us from letting us live our dreams. And I thought that was kind of pretty cool mm-hmm. um, that they were going to continue to go after what they wanted to go after. So, Do you, being a dad of two now, what do you think about that in terms of our relationship? Do you think we still are able to do the things that we want to do? Or how have we learned to adapt? Or in fact, how are we learning to adapt in this? I think so. We have a tough time saying no to things, but we have said no a lot more. But we still do the most, you know, what we really want to do, I think. What's been the most challenging thing about becoming a dad and now a dad of two? You really have to prioritize your time, I would say. Mm -hmm. I would say it's almost like every day you have to plan it down to the minute. Like, really? for instance, like when you're gone in the morning and I have the two kids and Schmidt, it's like, all right, I'm going to get up and let Schmidt out. Then I'm going to give Griffin a bottle and then Claire's going to get up and I'm going to get her dressed and get her breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're constantly just planning things like that. What? And our parents do daycare and stuff. So there's always a constant shuffle. There's not a lot of consistency throughout the day. What has been the biggest learning for you in becoming a dad? Like, what have you learned about yourself that maybe you didn't know? The biggest thing I've learned is you have to be more patient. But what have you learned about yourself? Like, maybe you didn't realize, I'm really good at such and such, but becoming a dad brought that attribute to surface. I would say I've... (laughs) That I've had to become more patient, and I didn't know I could be that patient. Really? Yeah. That's a good one. I think we're still working on that. Oh, well, yeah, of course. (laughs) That's always a battle, but... What do you think has been the biggest challenge for us outside of, like, learning to say no, but becoming a parent for two kids? Okay, one to... Just to one was really hard and challenging, but we, I felt like, became a really good team. And now we've added another child, and we have a fur baby, which maybe is the most demanding of them all. For sure. How do you think we have been able to adapt into becoming parents of two? We've, you just have to prioritize more, and that's what we've really had to do. I mean, when we didn't have any kids, it was like, oh, I'm going to go up to the gym, or I'm going to go meet so-and-so. A lot of communication. Or we're going to go do this and that. So, yeah, it's, I mean... I feel like we do a pretty good job at communicating. We could be better at times, but Mm -hmm. that side of things has really changed. What side of things? The communicating side. Yeah. We just have to like plan out our months. We have calendars. We have our Google calendar. We have like a weekly calendar. It's a lot of planning. So many calendars, yeah. What would you say to someone else that maybe is navigating like a big change in their life, right? Maybe it's not necessarily kids, but there is a change that's coming. And how did you personally like learn 
to kind of, you kind of are forced to go with the flow with the change of having kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in life, changes come about that we don't always plan. We knew our children were coming, but things happen that we don't always plan. And what advice would you give to someone that is going through a period of change? I would say that that's just life and there's no consistency. One day everything can be fine and the next, um, you know, you could, something totally could change your life from the prior day. So, and you have to, I think, just realize that that's just kind of how life goes. There's, you know, it's not all going to be good and anything that you really want is going to be challenging and worth fighting for in the end. Mm, That's good. I like that. What has been the most challenging part of our relationship in the last year? And how did we work through it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, adding the kids has been challenging. Obviously, we love the kids and wouldn't change anything about that. But um, it's challenging on our relationship because we're both trying to navigate our jobs and our profession. And we're both trying to be good parents, too. And so that's just like a huge change um, that we've been navigating. And it's been good. I mean, it's been rocky at times and we get frustrated with one another and whatnot, but you work through it and try and communicate the best you can. Sometimes I'm not the best about that, but. It's, it's a challenge, but I would say like the most challenging part is feeling distant with each other at times. Like it feels like we're constantly doing stuff, but we aren't having like that same time together. Yeah. It's like, go, go, go from six in the morning to eight at night. And then the time that we have, the time that we have together, it's just like, we're exhausted and, or, you know, you're finishing up something that you didn't get done that day. And then before you know, it's 10 o'clock and it's like, oh gosh, I got to go to bed. What do you think? Or I guess not, what do you think? What have been some of the little things that we've been doing together to make sure we take time out of our day to like look at each other and be like, hey, I love you? Because I do feel like we've been very intentional about just like little parts of our day to make sure we have like a little bit of connection and maybe it doesn't happen every day. But what are some of the things that come to mind that we've done to try and make sure like we're like, hey, here for you (laughs) yeah uh, so we've had some good kitchen dances I would say it's we shoot each other nice little texts every once in a while Mm -hmm. things like that you know the little things that go a long way what did we just do for my Christmas gift from you yeah so we did a treat yourself day treat yourself if you've (laughs) never watched Parks and Rec go Google treat yourself it is we went yeah we went skiing and we did pedicures and we had a nice dinner and then we had the night to ourself mm-hmm. so we're fortunate because our parents can watch the kids but you know if you have kids you can get a babysitter too well I think what I'm like learning is in all relationships there's gonna be moments that things might feel challenging or relationships change and evolve with time like you're not Mm -hmm. always in this honeymoon stage per se like obviously I love Jordan so much but it's very different than when we started dating seven years ago we now have a dog we have two kids we're both working which we were working then but like we're just learning to navigate it and I think if you're listening and you're in a relationship knowing that 
if I was to give you advice and you're facing like a challenging road, it would be to find like little pockets of joy so that you can invest in each other. Like the other day, I just needed a hug and I was like, I just need a hug. And you were, you, you gave me the hug back, but you were like, okay, this has been a long hug. But I was like, no. It was a long hug. It needs to be a little longer. (laughs) But like, there, I think, okay, you listened, you watched or listened to the Aziz Ansari book, right? We both did. Yeah. Uh, Modern Romance. And so what he talks about is how we have so much access to all these people at our fingertips that we expect to find someone that is so perfect and that if we go out on a date with someone and there's just like one little thing that's off, we know that we have access to all these people via the social media world. And so we go back out and we keep like looking for a perfect person. I personally don't believe that anybody is perfect and we all have like our own faults and there will be challenges and there will be times of like maybe a little bit of like disagreement. What do you think? Do you agree with that or do you think like you will find yeah, a perfect person? Yeah, for sure. Person? No. I mean, everyone's going to have little quirks and whatnot that bother you as a person, but, you know, you need to look at the overall morals of a person and your, um, the way you bond to one with one another, I think, because you're going to have times where you, (laughs) where the, your partner or whoever, you know, does something that really upsets you. Um, like doesn't do the dishes or the laundry or make the bed. We're talking (laughs) about me right now. (laughs) Or whatever it is, but you know, those are just small things. So you can't let those become big things. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so important is when you are dating or you're in a relationship, if you're having those experiences, talking about it because if you just like sit on it and let it faster it feels like someone will just snap but whether you're in a relationship and maybe you've had periods that have been like a little bit of frustration or a little bump in the road have a solid way to communicate with your partner and if you're dating or looking for someone else like like Jordan said knowing what your morals and values are in a person but also recognizing nobody's going to be perfect and there will be times where you have to decide, is this the person I want? Can I live with the fact that they aren't as clean as me? Or do I really need to find someone else that's going to clean the house (laughs) just like I do? And they talk about that in that book, Defining Decade, of you have to decide, like, what things does a person do that you recognize it might not be perfect, but you're willing to work through with them? Or is that like your breaking point and you need to find someone else, but just knowing that there isn't going to be someone that is perfect out in this world and knowing that that's okay and being realistic with yourself when you're dating. Yeah, totally. Because you can get caught up in the little things and then the grand scheme of things, the big picture, they're just little things. Right. And so to talk about those is, is good, but you know, if, they are just little things. They shouldn't be deal breakers. Mm-hmm. So it's coming back to those morals and values of like, right. I need somebody that will go to church with me. I want someone that's close with their family. Like those are bigger things. Yeah. I need someone that will clean up my house after me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you say when we started dating? Were there things that you were like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. Or did you feel like from the beginning it was like, okay, 
you know, we jive really well. We have a lot of fun together. Yeah. This, this is my person. I think so, for sure. I, when you and I started hanging out, I just yeah. loved how you were like, hey, we're going to do this and we're doing this. And I was, before I didn't really do those things and I just loved it. And you got me out and kept me going. What interactions in our relationship inspire you the most? Wow, deep interactions in our relationship. Or like, is there something that we do that inspires you? Something I do? Something in our I life think that we what, do? You know, you are such a go-getter that it inspires me to be a better person because you like to do all these things. Like you have your podcast, you lead um, uh, AA group. Well, a sober group. Sober group. Um, and you're just, you're constantly, you know, doing all these things. And it's inspiring that, you know, you, you can do all these things and you want to do all these things. And you want to continue to help people and and grow. I mean, you have Emboldened Mama too, you know, your own business. It's just, it's crazy. But you make it work. Well, I think you inspire me because of how just personable and down to earth you are with everybody anyone that knows you and I probably talked about this on the last podcast that you were on you make them feel so welcome and like at ease like you have no problem talking to anybody and I I feel like sometimes I am okay talking with people but like seeing how like you just welcome people in and you make them laugh and feel seen and comfortable and you're very inclusive that inspires me to like be very intentional in my interactions with people to make sure that they feel that when they are around me as well. All right, I like it. What about our relationship touches your heart? Um, I think just at the end of the day when we both just, whether I had a rough day or not even a rough day, that, um, that you know, our love is just always there. Mm, what and I always feel that. Your hugs. Yeah. You give like the best hugs and you might not even know it, but it's true. Like if I've had a day and you come up and you give me a hug, like it just like instantly makes me feel calmer and you might not even know that about yourself. Big bear hug. How does this feel right now for you to be getting like these compliments? It feels like you're like a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird being on the podcast. And I don't think I'm very interesting, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, like, feel like I'm comment- complimenting you and you're, like. Yeah, I like them. No. Okay. They're well, we were nice talking about. compliments. We talked about it on the podcast last week. It's hard sometimes to receive compliments from people. Like, I, yeah, I personally, sure. someone will say a compliment and it's like, you look really nice today, too. <laughs> like, you have to say it back. Yeah. But let yourself receive these compliments. You know, sit up a little bit taller. Take them in. What about our relationship we kind of talked about this already, makes you feel challenged. I think it's just navigating our daily lives now is challenging at times, you know, with the kids. And you want to obviously do, you know, your thing with your business and alchemy and your podcast. And so I think that's very challenging at times. And, you know, I'm busy with work and travel and... Hockey. Hockey, <laughs> yeah, ten thirty on a Monday night really gets in the way of stuff. Well, you're asleep. <laughs> okay. I would say, yeah, just challenging 
to just find our new rhythm, a new groove. And I feel like yeah. once you like think that you're into one, it's like ah, new. <laughs> right, right. And I just try, I try and soak it all up and enjoy everything because it's so cliche. But you know, life is short, and you don't want to wish away any time. And so even though it seems stressful at times right now, I just try and soak up and enjoy every moment. So, mm-hmm. how about in our relationship? How do you feel honored or like you belong? That's a weird question. <laughs> I don't know. Can you give me an example? Sure. I feel like I belong because we're a unit and we're a team and we work together and like a puzzle. And if my piece wasn't there, things wouldn't be able to like keep moving forward the way that they should. So I feel like I belong because I'm a part of this relationship in terms of like grounding you down and inspiring you and challenging you and pushing you to be the best that you can be and that's how our relationship works yeah totally so how do you feel like you belong (laughs) (laughs) i would say i belong because this is a weird question but because of you know i have to my family relies on me i would i feel like to take care of them um Mm -hmm. whether it's just financially or to be there physically um so that that's how i know i belong when you interact with other people whether it's me or a friend or coworker, how when they leave how do you think that they feel after their interaction with you probably just made their day and it's probably the best day they ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope uh, when someone meets me, they don't walk away thinking, wow, that guy's a jackass or anything like that. I you know, would hope that they um, walk away thinking, wow, you know, that guy's really nice. Wouldn't mind hanging out with him again. <laughs> I'm serious. What made me think about that is Tommy's dad. That Sure. And so... Um, one of our friends' dads passed away unexpectedly last month, and at his funeral, so many people came, and he was in his mid-70s, and the church was overflowed with people, and it was just so clear the impact that he had on the people throughout his entire life that showed up when he passed to like show their respect because he clearly made such a positive impact on them and their life. And so I just thought that that was like really inspiring to see. Like he had these interactions with people years ago and they came to his funeral to show their respect, to show his family like, wow, Bob really impacted me in a positive way. And it was just so cool to hear all the stories and the things that he did. And it made me like think about, okay, when I have interactions with people, I want to leave this sort of impact on them to feel respected and heard and supported. And I mean, I didn't even get to know him that well, but it was just very clear he was someone that was a go-getter. I mean, some of the stories were just so... I mean, they were hilarious about him. Like, they went to Alaska and they built this house and nobody else thought that they were going to be able to do it. And he was like, we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. We're going to wake up. We're going to get it done. And they're talking about, like, no one thought they would finish. And then they were able to completely build this little house up in Alaska. And he just sounded so 
motivational and inspiring and did some crazy things in his life and it's like that's what you want like what type of legacy do you want to leave behind what how do you want to make people feel after they interact with you right and I think it just makes you feel a little bit more intentional in life yeah for sure yeah I mean you want to be you don't want to be a a slouch you know you want to Go out there and achieve the best things that you can and continue to work hard through life and, and good things will happen and you'll leave a legacy for um, for hopefully your family and friends that, you know, whenever you pass on because no one gets out of um, life alive. So, you know, you want to be intentional with people and, you know, try and give them the time of day and and just hopefully leave your mark. What has been the most inspiring thing that you've ever heard or read? <laughs> I think uh, what's inspiring for me is uh, Eagle Brook because they always talk about um, life lessons and then relate those back to uh, the Bible. And, you know, the lessons that they give, I think, are always inspiring, whether it's with family or finances or just life in general, so. Okay, I have some random questions for you. If you didn't have to work, what would you do with your life? I would travel around with my family, I think. I would definitely live somewhere warmer in the winter. <laughs> Where? Um, I don't know. We always talked about Colorado would be fun. You go golfing and then skiing or California is yeah. nice. What are five random facts about you? Five random facts. I don't know. Five random facts about me. I your front teeth are fake. My front teeth. Well, I got. I've gotten hurt a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. So I've had a lot of injuries in my life. I have a chemistry degree. I think that surprises a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you say um quite a bit. Well, I'm trying to think. I can be pretty handy at times. You're very uh, handy. Surprises people. Yeah. I'm not very handy, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try, you know, to build that project or, you know, put this together or whatever. You just go for it sometimes and you surprise yourself. See, I have to tell you something about you. Yeah. I think that you are uncomfortable in these situations because you think you don't have a lot to offer, but you actually have a lot to offer and you have a lot of knowledge and insight wow. and wisdom. And Thank you. you you do. You just have to like tap in and think for a little bit because you have, you it's like reading, talk. you listen to books, you, I mean, you work around a lot of intelligent people, you absorb a lot of information, but I think like you are someone, if I could just give you 20 questions ahead of time, you'd prefer that. Definitely. That I could. Versus just like on the spot. Yeah, I'm not very good on the spot. I think you do great. Well, thanks. But yeah, it's better if I can plan it out. What? Okay, first off, do you believe in second chances? Why or why not? Yeah, absolutely. I believe in second chances. But why? Because you can totally screw up, you know, whether you get in trouble with the law or whatever it is. And you can just put your nose to the grindstone and continue to work hard and good things can happen. You hear success stories all the time. Yeah, you, right here. (laughs) Okay. When you come home from work, and when you leave your office, it's in the front of our house. <laughs> so when you leave your little office in the front of our house, what is the best way I can make you feel loved? I think just 
giving me a hug. Hey, how was your day? Just asking some questions about what's going on in my life and what's going on with work and those sort of things. I think, yeah, if you, you know, just reach out and say, hey, how's your, how's your day today? I think goes a long way. How do you yeah. deal with disappointment? I usually just quit, give up. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you just keep going. That's life. Um, you're going to have ups and downs, disappointments, regrets, all sorts of different things are going to happen throughout your life. And you just, the kind of mindset that I have is that that's just how it is. And so you got to push through it, whether it's a tough situation or a good situation, soak it up. What's the worst piece of advice anyone has ever given you? That's a good question. Some guy told me that I shouldn't invest any of my money. Well, literally, (laughs) he know where the world was going. Are you a sunset or sunrise guy? Sunset. Good answer. Good answer. If you could spend a day talking to one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Dead or alive? Mm -hmm. Can I say Jesus? Sure. Why? Because... He, if obviously I'm not very educated when it comes around the Bible, but you hear all the stories and everything, and that would be interesting, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you were the president for the week, what's one thing you'd do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't get a lot done in a week being the president, but it's true. I would obviously install world peace. Oh, <laughs> that's quite a feat for one week. I don't know. What's the most embarrassing moment of your life? I have a lot of embarrassing pictures. Yeah. Of me. Yeah. But what's the most embarrassing moment? I don't know. Hmm. Um, that cheese it photo is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. If somebody was listening right now and they are starting to date, what advice would you give to them? I would just say make sure that your morals are in check with whoever you're dating. And if they're not, then there's no reason to try and change the person because people can change, but a lot of times they don't. So it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, so I think if a they lot have of a, a good, solid ground foundation, then that's um, something I would say then they're worth hanging on to and pursuing. Mm-hmm. What do you think about jealousy in a relationship? Jealousy? Mm-hmm. It's no bueno. <laughs> okay, now I've got random relationship ones. What's your favorite memory of us dating? I would say Door County when we were camping. I think when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. What happened uh, when we were camping? That's when I told you I love you. Mm-hmm. All of you listeners, get your head out of the gutter if you thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> what food reminds you of me? Chia pudding. Because <laughs> I just made that? Yeah, but you were like on a kick for that. Uh, I would say gnocchi oh. reminds me wow. of you. I'm like shocked it's not ice cream. Yes, that too. <laughs> it's a lot of food. Yeah. But you always get you always like to get gnocchi every time we go to an Italian spot. When was the last time you thought about me in a positive way? I'm always thinking of you of you in positive ways. <laughs> if you could change one thing about me, what would it be? You already know the answer to that. <laughs> My cleaning. Yeah, I wish you were more clean. My favorite memory of us dating is probably Door County too. Um and just camping and exploring together. 
And my the food that reminds me of you is definitely 100% pizza. And I think of you in a positive way when I have like a video or a photo. Um, I mean, I'm thinking I'd be positive normally, but like a photo or video of like something fun that we did together. My favorite thing that you do for me is cook. Like your food is chef's kiss. <laughs> I like to cook. It's getting harder and harder to find time to cook. But Which one of our kids is most like you? Well, Griffin, well, Griffin. Griff doesn't really have much of a personality, obviously. Well, he's funny. He's smiley. But that's, yeah, We he's only four months. Griff, because he cries a lot. Oh, do you cry a lot? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't, no, I'm kidding. I didn't know that. That's that's too early to tell. Kids are too young. <laughs> this is a weird question. When did you know you wanted to be monogamous with me? <laughs> From day one. Good answer. Um, okay, so last week on my podcast, we I did a, an episode with Susan Elena, and we talked a lot about self-love. What ways do you show yourself self-love? And it's not just like, a bubble bath. It's like, what types of things do you do to invest in you and the person that you are? Um, I look at myself in the mirror and say, you can do it. You're better than them. You're better than this. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's actually a great answer, though. I was like, wow, you do that? I didn't know. No, I, don't. I would just say just try to find little time for yourself. Uh, like if it's a workout or going for a run or... Um, you know, making yourself something good to eat, things like that. I invest in myself when I can, you know, hang out with my friends and stuff too. I mm -hmm. think that's, that helps out a lot when you get to see, like this last weekend we went out with friends and a lot of, I haven't seen some of them in a long time. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. These, okay, now I have the questions that people sent in. The first one is, why do you get so angry when playing Scrabble with your in-laws? Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys cheat. Okay. They don't play the right way. Everyone knows that. This is really important for all of you listeners. If you could let us know, when you play Scrabble and someone has laid down a word and you lay it down and it goes on the triple word and then someone... Or any other... Yeah, any of those things. Any other an example. bonus, double letter, <laughs> If whatever. you play again, do you get to reuse the triple word or not? Let us know. You don't. Okay. Hardest part of adding a second little one to the family? Just being, you know, just navigating the time, I would say, and planning. That's what's been the biggest, you know, because we have to communicate with not only ourselves, with our uh, parents because they're doing daycare. And so I think that's been the most challenging thing for sure. I think the hardest part is recognizing someone's always doing something. Right. You know, before, like, maybe one person could be doing something else, but it's like one of us is either with the kids. I mean, Clara is amazing, and she's wild. So mm -hmm. she's a lot, but she's a lot of fun. When and where did we meet? We met at Betty Danger. Well, that was our first date. So we met at Summit Orthopedics. And we went to... Well, we technically, we went to high school <laughs> together, but we don't I think I ever spoke a word to each other in high school. I was too cool. <laughs> we know that's not true. Oh, we know it is true. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, how has our relationship been since we've had kids? It's been good. It's we've already talked about it. It's just tough, you know. It's just navigating and more communicating. So, mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you anyone 
if you you know have a kid with uh, your partner it is it's going to change your life you just it's it's different so you have to learn to navigate that together mm -hmm. what is something that men need to have in relationships that isn't talked about enough what is a need of yours that maybe i don't even know that you need i would just say conversation at times of like hey how's it going how's your day going i think is is nice to have in a mm -hmm. relationship because like you said we get so busy at times it's before you know it it's just like 10 o'clock and then we're going to bed what and... sorry not to cut you off were you still going no i'm done um that's a really great answer and it's like making me think mental health isn't super talked about a lot especially with men mm -hmm. do you feel that just little things like that can be supportive in a relationship because maybe guys don't feel as open to talking about if they're feeling depressed or anxious or stressed. Yeah, for sure. I think just little conversations of, you know, hey, how you doing? Um, what do you have going on this week? Can I help you with anything? Things like that really go a long way. So bringing uh, it up maybe because the guy might not always bring it up in a relationship. Yeah, you know. If uh, your spouse or whoever can bring it up first sometimes, that that really helps because I'm not going to just be like, oh, you know, by the way, my day was crap and this happened, this happened. A lot of times I won't even do that unless you ask. So mm, That's a good answer. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone that's starting a new relationship? Well, we kind of answered that one already, didn't we? That, you know, if you're starting a new relationship with someone, just make sure they're morally grounded and, you know, their values, I think seek up with yours obviously not everything's going to be the same but for you know the big ones that you really care about should align because if you just continue to go down the road and you're like oh i'll change them or they'll they'll eventually come around a lot of times that's not going to happen so and then you're a year or two into it and you're like uh this has just kind of been a waste of my time mm -hmm. well not necessarily not, not, a waste. well yeah but it's just like it wasn't it, w it wasn't working yeah yeah yep uh, how'd you land a girl outside of your league? I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> I made you think I was funny and intelligent. And you just, I hooked you line and sinker. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, first off, Jordo did not want to do this. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Sure. Getting out You're of your welcome. comfort zone. Yeah, it's a little different episode than what I normally do, but it's fun to get to have you on and just like pick your brain a little bit and have conversations about things that we don't even always talk about. We like are obviously going through navigating life with children and navigating schedules and life. And I love having these conversations with you because they light my soul on fire of like learning about what inspires you, what motivates you, how are you feeling, and mm -hmm. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. What's your last takeaway that you have for the listeners? My ripple? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what is the ripple that you want to create? I would say, I don't even know what I said last time, but I would say- It has just... to be different. Okay, well, it's different because I don't remember what I said last <laughs> time. I think I said everybody love everybody. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say life is going to be challenging no matter what. And I think 
I mean, even I'm bad at this. It's, you want life to just be easy at times, and it's really never going to be easy. So you just have to accept the fact that there's going to be a lot of challenges, and you need to just navigate through those. And then when bad things or challenges um, come in front of you, you need to you know do your best to handle that situation. I'd say. Mm. So basically, you know, life's not easy. Just keep pushing forward and, you know, enjoy the little moments that you have and the good times. Mm -hmm. I like that. And get when you are feeling challenged, know that you have people. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully you have a good support system around you for when challenging times do come into your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks, George, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Until next time, let's go out and start creating ripples.